Welcome to the Socket Podcast. Socket helps you plug into you and unplug from things that no longer serve you. Find your voice and self-esteem while learning to say no and set boundaries when needed. Your host, Kathy Suber, is an entrepreneur and mom of two with a life lens of happiness. If living a life of authenticity, kindness, and confidence is something you are looking for, get ready to plug in. We are glad that you are here. So I did actually survive my three days without Facebook. (laughs) I know that sounds so ridiculous. Many of you hopefully are not as connected as I need to be on any social media channel. But if part of your work has to do with social media, sometimes it's really hard to unplug from it. And like I mentioned last week, I was locked out for almost three full days from Facebook and the group that I run, the Branch Moms group, so much of our connections or many of our connections are on our Facebook groups in our mom forum group, our resale group, our, our sitters group. And so when I'm locked out, everyone else that is an admin for me, all of that goes on their shoulders. Um, I'd never been locked out before, so that was a new experience. And again, like I said last week, I decided that I was going to take advantage of it. Um, I spent the first day working my butt off for my practice in some of the new initiatives uh, for things that we were going to do for uh, 2021 um, and our new plug into health program and our 12 elements of health. Each month, we're going to roll something new out, um, all these different components and ingredients that make up a super healthy you. So I'm really excited about that. And that took up all my day on Saturday. But Sunday and Monday, I decided that since a large part of what I normally have to do online was shut off for me, that I was going to take some time to be quiet. I was going to take some time to listen to the things that go on in your head when you shut everything off. And I think it's really important to take that time to quiet your mind and plug into what's going on in there. What are the things that you think of on a regular basis, an occasional basis, where it quickly comes up of something that you need to make a change about, a conversation you might need to have, a better way to take care of yourself, um, a stressful situation that you're trying to navigate. Some of those things come into our heads and we just shove them back down because they're a little too scary or uncomfortable to face. And I decided that I was just going to pull back the curtains of my brain and let myself think, let myself not shove that down. When something bubbled up in me, I was going to um, lean into it as opposed to be scared of it. So a few things came up during this time. One were a couple of key conversations I had to have with different people in my life. And I have already successfully had two of those. Um, None of it was awful or anything you know, I, I don't have any relationship in my life right now that I need to end, or I don't have um, any, any job I need to leave or any situation I need to get myself out of. But some of the stuff was things that I just need to work on recycling with another person, um, whether it's more on me or more on them or a, a combination of the relationship we have. And so 
I got back online on Tuesday. So I was able to kind of get back up and running with the normal work that I do. But as soon as I clarified in my mind that I had to have these conversations, I found the first time that was a good time to have them. Um, One of the other things that I think are important when you have these tough conversations is finding the appropriate time. The second that you know that you have to have a certain conversation with someone that might be a challenging conversation, many times you just want to get it out there right away. But sometimes that other person isn't in a good space for you to share that information. And it might be harder for them to hear something tough when they've just walked in the the door from work or they're having a stressful situation with their family. And so I, I really like to make sure that I am respectful of where the other person is at and that if I feel as if they're overwhelmed or their day is not, they're not having a great day, or I know this is their busiest day at work or anything like that, then I'm respectful to say to myself, today isn't the day for this tough conversation. So I'm going to wait until it's better for them. And that way, the conversation is always going to go better when that other person isn't either rushing around, you're not rushed in the conversation, you have time, you can be really thoughtful in how you present the information. I know for one of the conversations I had to have, I spent a good day making notes and uh, making things clear in my head of how to bring up something that was a little tough to share. And Overall, the conversation went really well. And I think I learned some things. I think the other person learned some things. Um, I also, in those tough conversations, really like to take responsibility for any part that is my part. A relationship with two people is two different people, right? It's, It's composed of two different people. I have something that I bring to the table and the other person brings the other part to the table. And in those inner workings of that relationship with two people, sometimes someone's really in the wrong. And sometimes there's this strange blend of miscommunications, letting something that has always happened in your relationship go too far. Um, uh, Times when you kind of piece out of the relationship and maybe don't make mention of the things that are upsetting you or things that you want to work on. So when I come to these challenging conversations, I brainstorm, what part do I bring to this relationship? What part of the puzzle is, is on me? And I like to sometimes start with that part so that I, so the other person knows I'm not trying to be attacking. I'm truly interested in having a better outcome or a better relationship or navigating through this, this situation that I want to bring to the person's attention. Luckily, I don't have to go through this too often, but I find many people that I know that just refuse to have the conversation to start with because they're afraid of what the other person might say. They maybe don't have the tools to know how to navigate a conversation like that. Um, There's a lot of fear behind those conversations. If you have something in your life that when you quiet your mind, you know that you need to address, it's just never going to get better if you don't address it. It's The relationship's never going to improve if you don't put your hand up and say, you know what, there's something we need to chat about. And at the end of the day, maybe you need some help to navigate that. Maybe 
going and talking with a counselor where you're both in the room and you can have a third party that's not emotionally invested in the ins and outs of your relationships. Maybe if it's in your business world, you need to reach out to a business coach or a trusted mentor or friend that you respect and trust and share what's going on. And it's always nice to have that feedback from that other person that isn't smack dab in the middle of the situation. Because I know when I do that, many times I get a perspective that I wouldn't have thought of before. You know, if I have something going on with one of my friends or one of my staff members, and I talk to Jason about it, who's super wise and has been in the business world for 25 years, sometimes he'll say something like, have you considered this? Or you know, how have you addressed this before? Or he'll just, he'll just open up my eyes to a piece of that equation that I might not have had a light on before. And I truly appreciate that feedback. And it not only helps in that conversation that we might have, I might have with another person, but it helps in the relationship in general, because I can see something maybe from someone else's perspective, someone else's side. Also, many of the things that people do in any relationship that you might take on as a negative can many times have a component of it from the other person that has absolutely nothing to do with you. Many negative behaviors towards other people or negative behaviors in general stem from issues that we deal with on our own. Some of the business issues I've had have cultivated more strongly because I had a huge loss of relationship with my mom. When I went to my first business, uh, my, my first business, um, coach, sorry, I couldn't think of the word. Um, and I, I know, I think I spoke about this one other time on the podcast, but sat down with him, went through my three business problems at the end of 45 minutes, he looked at me and he said, I have to tell you that all of those problems are also abandonment issues has somewhat is there been a loss of of a relationship in your life that's been impactful to you and it is amazing the things that we carry with us the hurts and the losses and the fears that we have maybe gone through the situations we've gone through younger in our younger years earlier in our lives how we kind of drag that crap along with us and bring those things and project them into our now relationships or even our future relationships. And I am a big fan of trying to get to the root of the issue of why someone's doing something. Because if someone's doing something towards you or in any part of your life, sometimes if you peel back the onion layers a couple layers down, you realize that that person is really struggling. That person is overwhelmed. That person... um, has gotten into unhealthy patterns for themselves, whatever that may be, a lot of it doesn't really have to do with you. That's just a nice nugget of information to consider when you are upset with someone, when your mother-in-law is driving you nuts or your friend and you are not getting along for some reason, or your boss is, you know, snapped at you over something that you don't really realize that, um, you don't really realize why you got that type of treatment um, or what whatever relationship issue you're having. Projections are a real thing. I, I love to have a conversation. I have a couple of uh, ther- good therapists, friends, and I think at some point I'll bring one of them on and we can dive a little deeper into human projections of emotions and things that we then bring to a new relationship that 
we could work through and and understands our, understand ourselves better and also understand and give grace to people that may have things going on on their end as well. Going back to this quiet time that I gave myself, I literally barely talked to anyone for two days. Um, I read some books. I meditated. I slept a little longer. My kids were at my ex-husband's house, so I wasn't with them. And I saw Jason a little bit, but I just said, I'm, I'm just needing to take some time. And he understood that. And Sunday was football Sunday. So, I mean, we don't really see each other all that much anyway that day. And the thing that truly bubbled up with me, other than a couple of these conversations um, that I needed to have with other people was kind of the conversation with myself. When I first launched the Socket podcast, when I first taped my first interview with Patty Minglin, I believe one of the things I mentioned was that I was taking much better care of myself. This year has been really challenging for me. And I know it's been for many of you. COVID has just kind of, I don't know, I, I when it first came, you know, a curse kind of hit the U.S. and we went into quarantine, Jason and I just had a free-for-all. We just ate and drank and gained weight and it didn't matter because, good God, you didn't even have to try on your jeans to see if they still fit. And uh, then we got about five, six weeks in and we were both just disgusted with ourselves. So we decided we were going to swing the pendulum the opposite way. And in the next, I'd say, two months, I dropped 20 pounds. He dropped easily 20 pounds. Uh, we were really really paying attention to what we ate. We were cooking at home instead of ordering out, like we'd just been ordering out so much in the beginning of COVID. Um, I did it under the guise of trying to help restaurants. But the fact was, sometimes we just get out of the habit of making sure there's healthy food in the house, making sure that we're meal prepping, making sure that we are putting, you know, being strategic about, all right, we need to take the chicken out of the freezer because on Tuesday, I want to make chicken wild rice casserole or, Hey, we're going to make, you know, grilled shrimp and broccoli. Let's make sure we have broccoli and make sure that, you know, we have a bag of frozen shrimp. So we're trying to plan things out a little bit further ahead and, and be strategic about, um, that process. Cause if you just leave it up to the last day and by the time you're hungry, it's like, Hey, you want to order tacos? We call, we call tacos. We, we always say we're going to order them from Gina because we were watching the blacklist and there's Gina, Gina, give me tacos or something like that. Gina de la taco. So we call her Gina, give me tacos. I don't know. That's, that's ridiculous. But anyway, we were ordering too many tacos and we were drink too, drinking too many drinks. Um, and during, during the initial phase. And then we swung the pendulum all the way the opposite way. And I know for myself, I took a total break from drinking, which I've talked about before that I, sometimes I just take a break from drinking. And then we got like two months in, we were feeling great. We were just feeling, oh my goodness. We were like on top of the world. And we both were fitting into clothes. We hadn't fit into a while in for a while. And then Jason um, tore his ACL in his knee with an injury and I tore uh, an extensor tendon in my elbow in the same month. So we had been bike riding and walking. I was running back then. And so when I started Socket, I was talking about how it was finally going to be this year that I was taking care of my health. And once those injuries hit, I backslid again into some of those older habits, into not making sure I'm getting my walking in. I haven't been riding my bike. With my elbow, I haven't been able to do the strength training that I like to do, but 
that being said, there's lots of things I still can do, right? You can do a squat when your elbows hurt. Having Jason as my partner in crime for health was so helpful. We were, you know, we were kind of in it together. And now he was on, he was on the couch. He couldn't walk. I couldn't, I could do things with only one arm. <laughs> so we were a bit of a train wreck. Um, anyway, so we backslid the opposite direction. Uh, I can't speak for him, but I'm pretty sure I gained back almost every one of those 20 pounds that I, that I originally lost. And in this two days of quietness, I realized how disappointed I was in myself that I let myself go back yet again, back into this space where I regained more weight. And I get to a breaking point where my body just doesn't feel good. My body adapts really well weight-wise. I, I can be, you know, X weight that way, whatever weight, and I feel fine. And as soon as I hit this certain weight, my body does not feel good. I can almost feel the inflammation. I can feel it in my stomach. I can feel it in my gut. I don't sleep as well. I don't have as much energy. And I hit that this, this past weekend and during this quiet time. And it's been bubbling up, right? If we're being honest, anything that we need to deal with bubbles up. And somehow we figure out a way to squash it down until we're ready to deal with it. So I am... I'm ready to deal with it yet again. I'm frustrated that I've done this. I can't even, I cannot even tell you how many times over, over the years of my life, how many times I've gotten, you know, gung ho. And what I'm trying to figure out is how to not live in this super small space of perfection, the super small space of it all has to be exactly the way I want it to be, or as soon as I make a mistake, or as soon as I do something bad, or I eat something bad, or I have a day where I'm not on track with what I want my health to be, I need to let that just not upheave my whole life. So I am digging into that and plugging into that and trying to be in tune with my body. So over the weekend, I was thinking, I my body is telling me that my health is not okay right now. I don't feel good. I am not drinking enough water. I am not getting enough movement. I feel inflamed. And so for the last four or five days, I have been doing a really good job of of paying attention to my health and taking care of my body. And so I'm still trying to tune into my body. And what my body is saying now is I'm sleeping better because I'm taking better care of my health. I already feel less inflamed. <laughs> I feel proud of myself for making my health a priority. I feel proud of myself for organizing our meals and planning for the next few days and staying on top of making sure we have healthy items in, in our refrigerator for us to prep meals and to cook meals and to stay on track with our nutrition and, and eating. And I said to Jason this morning, I said, you know, I said, I think I'm, I'm going to start journaling how my body feels each day. I've heard so many things about journaling and how important it can be and how positive it can be in your life. And I've just never really gotten into it. I kind of feel the same way about meditation and yoga. Meditation I now do every night before I go, go to bed. But a year ago, I didn't do it at all. 
And I, I always thought about, oh, I should try meditation. I should, I should give that a shot. I didn't really know what vehicle to use. And, and um, as I've mentioned before, I use the Breathe app and I really love it. I, I just really enjoy it. And you can type in, in the search feature. You can do all different types of meditations, all different lengths of them. You can have female voices, male voices, and I love it. And it normally just puts me to sleep now. And, and it helps me calm my body down. And, and what it helps the most is breaking my mind off from the day. Instead of me laying down, trying to quiet my mind of, oh, I need to do this tomorrow. Oh, I need to talk to that person tomorrow. I, I gotta, I have to, I have to see that patient tomorrow. I gotta remember that. Instead of all of that going on, my list in my head, just going over and over and over, my mind is refocused on the meditation that I'm listening to and the body scan I might be doing or the, the story they're telling or the inspiration they're sharing. So again, highly recommend that. But I, I brought up journaling and I'd never really given journaling a serious chance. I, I'm sure I had a little diary as a kid and I know there have been times that I've tried to track things or, you know, keep a little bit of a journalish type of notebook but what was so funny to me is that it was that I um, said that to Jason and then I got my mail this afternoon and I opened up something that came in the mail and it happened to be the journal that I bought from our friends, Liz and Becca from Lifestyle Nutrition. I'm sorry, Fit Mom Lifestyle. I know they just rebranded a little bit. So they have this new journal out that's called Win the Day. And I honestly bought one to support them. I didn't really think much of it. I was like, oh, they've got a new journal out. And I bought it and I kind of forgot about it. And I opened it up today and inside they've just laid it out so, so beautifully. And I sent Liz a text and said, oh my goodness, I love this. I said on, on my first review, I just really, really like it. What I didn't know is apparently some sort of program comes with it, with what I bought. I guess it would have been a pretty expensive, uh, uh, just for a journal, but um but she said that there's a, a QR code in the middle of it. And you also get an email when you buy it. And anyway, I, I haven't really dove into it just yet, but I'm going to every day track how does my body feel and how does that correlate to how I am taking care of myself? So plugging into my health, plugging into me and tuning into how my body, what my body's telling me, right? Because your body's going to tell you a story. It's going to tell you whether or not your story is that you are doing a great job taking care of yourself and you have more energy and you're sleeping well and you feel hydrated and you feel, um, you feel happy, your anxiety is lower, or it's going to send you signals and messages if you're not doing a good job of those things. It can be sent through pain. It can be sent through exhaustion. It can be sent through um, bowel you know, constipation or diarrhea. I love a good poop conversation. Our bodies are supposed to poop every day and they should, and it should be a certain consistency. So look into that if you're not regular. This is a big component. It's actually a big component of health. Um, and I, I am going to track and be able to connect how I take care of myself and how my body feels. And although logically I've known this the whole time. I think having it down on paper in a journal that I can keep track of when I get off track, what I'm excited about, if I do moving forward, get off track, going back to when I was on the path I wanted to be on, when I was doing the things that I know make my body feel better and to look at my notes 
and remind myself how good I felt when I was doing those things. So Liz and Becca, I'm super excited about the journal. And um, I actually reached out to Liz, uh, like I mentioned, to say thank you for the for sending the journal, but um, they are going to be on next week. So I'm going to, we're going to tape a uh, podcast with them early this week coming up and that'll launch on, on Thursday. And it's going to be about kind of setting some goals through the holidays. Cause I, we know that the holidays tend to be a overeating, over drinking, over everything uh, type of time. And not again, being perfect through them and not allowing yourself, not allowing yourself to not enjoy them, but maybe just making some strategic goals around not letting it be a all for nothing, you know, just eating everything and feeling miserable. And then we're also going to discuss setting some new goals for 2021, a new year. I think a lot of us are ready for this calendar to flip. And um, I'm excited to take better care of myself and excited to continue to share that journey with you. Hope you all have a great day and I look forward to connecting with you soon. If you don't um, follow us already, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Simply Socket. And then our website is www.simplysocket.com. We send out a newsletter um, every Thursday evening or sometimes Saturday mornings. Uh, so if you sign up for our email list, you'll get one communication a week. And we also have a Facebook community called the Socket Community, which is an inter interactive community of women that um, we can we can share and post positive things, things that we're working on, things that make make us happy, things that bring a smile to our face. So I, I try to share on there at least once a week and, and get a good conversation going. So I, I'd love to connect with you further. My email is Kathy at simplysocket.com. And again, I hope you have a great week and I appreciate you turn, tuning into the Socket Podcast. See you later. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Socket Podcast. Looking for more gratitude, confidence, and happiness in your life? Check out our website, www.simplysocket.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Simply Socket. And remember, be unapologetically you. It's a waste of energy to be anything else.